Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thanks for joining me today. I'm here in my office with my Bible open to James chapter 1, where it says, starting in verse 22, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Now can a believer be deceived This passage and many others say, yes. We've been talking about close quarters combat, if you would, spiritual warfare as it pertains to every individual believer. The Bible shows us that Satan and his demons have a playbook. That playbook consists of accusations, which lead to condemnation, temptation, which leads to sinful actions, and finally, lies which lead to deception. Our victory over the first two, accusation and temptation, is found in Christ and through Christ's victory on the cross. Romans 8 says that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 6 says that we were included in Christ's death and have therefore died to sin so that sin would no longer be our master. Sin no longer has the power to enslave a dead man, so we no longer need offer ourselves to that which tempts us. But instead, we can offer ourselves to God, who has set us free. Now, our defense against the enemy's lies and deception is the full armor of God, which includes the belt of truth and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the Bible. We are to put on the belt of truth, raise our shield of faith, and parry with the word of God. We demolish arguments and every pretension that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So what are some of the deceptions that this armor is designed to defend us against and to extinguish? The Bible, in fact, lists many specific ways in which we can become deceived. 1 John 1.8 says, If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. John tells us, therefore, to confess our sins so that God will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Galatians 6.3 says, If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So pride and self-centeredness lead to deception. James 1.26 says, Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. So we deceive ourselves if we think we are mature but can't control what we say. Regarding this, Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. This is a key verse that I've used as part of the Pastors Fellowship Covenant that I created to be used by pastors who desire 
to make a commitment to one another as they seek God together for the transformation of their city. Among the four commitments that are part of this covenant, one is the commitment to not speak negatively or to gossip about one another, but to only speak blessings and words that build up, like it says in this verse. When pastors and leaders humble themselves before one another and ask forgiveness of one another for speaking negatively about them to others or having an attitude of competition rather than that of a servant, this becomes a prophetic act that brings healing and releases God's power and blessing among churches. Now, another deception is found in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. It says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please his flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So we deceive ourselves if we think there will be no consequences for our sinful and willful actions, even if we are forgiven. There is a harvest to be reaped from the actions that we sow. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10 says, Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So we are deceived if we think that those who practice unrighteousness will inherit the kingdom of God. I am deceived if I think I can willfully practice sin and call myself a citizen of heaven. Nobody will mock God on Judgment Day for providing a loophole where they can willfully practice sexual immorality, thievery, slander, and drunkenness, and then punch their ticket to heaven. To believe that is to believe a lie. Then finally, James 1.22, that we read at the beginning, says that we deceive ourselves when we hear God's word and then don't do what it says. I was in an interesting conversation the other day about what it means to go spiritually deep. The context of the conversation happened to be worship. And as a worship leader, this is something I've thought a lot about because worship style is one of the primary distinctives between churches and denominations, as well as conservatives and charismatics. So does going deep mean the accumulation of deep knowledge? Or does going deep mean having an intense and deep emotional experience? Conservatives and charismatics argue over this all the time. But the Bible says here in James that going deep means simply doing what God's Word says. So using this example of worship, if I can recite all the Greek and Hebrew definitions of worship and have in-depth knowledge of the Old Testament sacrificial system, and the songs I sing are filled with weighty doctrinal content, and yet I won't raise my hands in worship, or bless the Lord with all that is within me, or shout to God with a voice of triumph, or fall on my knees in worship before my Maker, all of which are biblical expressions of praise and worship, things that God has instructed and even commanded me to do, And if I choose not to do those things, can I really say that I'm going deep? 
Or on the other hand, can I be seeking after experiences and manifestations of the Spirit that are not scriptural, that are not biblical, believing that these will lead me into a somehow deeper and more intimate relationship with God? I don't think so. So where's the balance? Jesus said, the Father seeks worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Our desire should be to do and experience everything that God has revealed to us in his word. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. James says that we deceive ourselves when we are hearers of the word and not doers. That's why Jesus commends childlike faith. That may not sound very deep, but spiritual depth is measured by our actions in response to hearing God's word. Deception comes when we act based on our feelings rather than the truth. I do that when I either refuse to obey because obedience makes me feel uncomfortable or I don't obey because obedience doesn't make me feel any kind of emotional boost. The Bible says that whichever the case, if I do not obey what I know to be true and think that everything is just fine in my walk with Jesus, I'm living under deception. That's what it says. James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. I don't think God could have said it any more plainly than that. God is showing us that we are in a war whether we know it or whether we want it. We just are. And it's not a conventional war. It's not just a war between good and evil, but a war between truth and lies. We are bringing our thoughts into alignment with truth. And by doing so, we are being transformed through the renewing of our mind. Our actions will then reflect what we've chosen to believe. The Christian life is a life lived by faith in what God says is true. God's word, the Bible, is truth. And Ephesians 6 says that God's word is the sword of the Spirit. It is the instrument of truth that the Holy Spirit wields to vanquish the enemy's lies and deceptions. Today, let's ask the Spirit of truth to shine light on every thought, motive, and attitude of our heart. Perhaps pray a prayer like this. Dear Heavenly Father, you are truth. Your word is truth. And I desire to live by faith according to your truth. But in many ways, I have been deceived by the father of lies, the philosophies of this fallen world, and even by my own self-will. I choose today, right now, to walk in the light, knowing that you love me. Holy Spirit, reveal truth to me and reveal any areas of deception in my life so that I might demolish every argument and every pretension that has set itself up against the knowledge of God and then take captive every thought to make it obedient to your Son. Like David prayed, I ask you, Lord, to search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting.
In Jesus' name, amen.